Hello everyone, it's Sarah, and I'm back in Sarah's space, and I am delighted to say I am joined by a group of young women that you may have remembered from our last episode. And today we thought we might talk about something very close to their hearts, and to anyone that has ever been a teenager, which yes, that means all of us, or to anyone who's ever loved a teenager, so that includes when you were a teenager and loved another teenager, or it means when you have one as your own child, I think this is going to be a very interesting conversation. I feel as though the best way to approach it is to kind of open the floor to you addressing things that are pertinent to you, perhaps as in question format, or maybe simply as comments or statements about what you're going through, experiencing, etc. nowadays. The only thing that I really wanted to start with right off the bat, because it is something I think about a lot, I feel as though the contrast to uh, my childhood, my teenagerhood, and how many of us, I think, went through similar things to what you're going through now, and how many of us called it anxiety and called it stress, I literally... I think maybe in grade 12, it became a thing to sort of say, oh, I'm so stressed when you were leading up to an exam or something. It just wasn't something we talked about a lot. Maybe that's because some people were brushing it under the carpet. Maybe it's because it just wasn't the same level of stress. Maybe it's because it was, it's been more recognized and thereby more defined now. But I am, as, a, as an observer, as a mentor slash guide and as a mother I am really concerned about the levels of stress that teenagers in general describe themselves as dealing with and anxieties and concerns that I feel as though what's missing I wonder why 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 is this happening because I know I know that it's very helpful to communicate I know that it's very important for people to feel heard. I know that it's very important for people to feel valued and validated. And I know that I'm very blessed and lucky to say that I all that happened for me as a teenager. Uh, I also happen to express myself fairly openly and clearly, as I'm sure you're all well aware. So I don't think I ever felt pent up in that way. I did feel upset. I did feel worried. I did feel stressed about specific um episodes or worries, you know, a ballet exam coming up or a school exam or sometimes a particular uh, male that I wanted to get the attentions of who had absolutely no idea that I existed. Things like that. <laughs> Definitely. Those stress me. Uh, trying to get my driver's license. But they were, you know, that one day stress or two days or three days or maybe a week if it was the aforementioned guy that didn't pay attention to me. <laughs> You're out there somewhere. And you know. <laughs> no. Um, but all that to say that I feel concerned at the levels of stress that you're all self-describing of nowadays. And I'm wondering, do any of you have something you'd like to address about that or say about it? Yes. I think that a lot of it stems from technology or social media more more specifically. And just that there's this whole other world out there. And you feel that. So if you have, let's say, a test coming up, you, you want study for that test then you worry that you're missing out on something over here. Right. So then you you leave that, you go over here for a few minutes, that few minutes turns into an hour. Right. And then you come back to this and realize that, oh, 
oh crap, like I, I need to do this. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that that's when you start feeling stressed. Right. And quotations because you prolong it. Yeah, you don't know. Procrastinating. You yeah. don't know where you should put your time because you're worried about what's over here. Prioritizing. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel the worrying about over here, that's come up in lots of conversations I've had with students in the past. Uh, what do you call it? It's a, got an acronym. FM oh, FOMO. FOMO. FOMO, that's right. Okay. So fear oh, of I missing out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. FM so, radio. <laughs> so I I when I hear that, I I completely recognize I every time I'm talking to young people nowadays, I always want to preface what I'm saying by by being very clear about the fact that I'm unusual. I was unusual <laughs> even when I was a teenager. I didn't I really didn't get caught up in a lot of the I don't want to say trends and I don't want to say thought processes but I didn't I was kind of on the outside I was that outsider strange girl that people might whisper about in the corner who was perfectly happy being that I mean of course we all have our down days but I was perfectly happy being that so as an adult it gives me an even further perspective to kind of look at and observe I must admit quite kindly and compassionately because I'm watching something that I didn't partake in the first time and so now I'm watching it and it's much more intense, like you brought up, that I've told you all sort of comedically, I, I go on Facebook sometimes and I go down the feed and I, it's called a news feed, which makes it even funnier to me because <laughs> where's the news? I'm seeing your, your food. Cat. I'm seeing your cat. Sometimes I'm seeing sad things such as the passing of a cat or I'm seeing a garden or I'm seeing someone celebrating someone's life that has died or I'm seeing someone... Uh, advertising something they're going to do. Most of the time, I'm seeing a lot, and I, I I hasten to apologize for using this word because it sounds mean, but I'm seeing a lot of bragging. Mm-hmm. I've done this. I've got this. Look at me now. Look at my ring. Look at my nails. Look at my face. Look at my yeah. weight loss. Look at my bathing suit. Look where I'm holidaying. Look at this hot guy next to me. Look, And I just think, okay, my first question, and I know you all laugh at this when I think this because this is the way I think. I think, well, if it's all so great, why aren't you out there just with it yeah. or doing it? Why are you taking photos of it and put it, posting it on this website or this Facebook or this forum? Because it can't be that good because mm-hmm. you're actually able to step back from it and go, mm, is this a nice angle? <laughs> Let me post this one. And I, so I recognize that it's a different world uh, on that level completely than I was in. And I recognize that I didn't live even in the world that I was in, particularly uh intensely uh but i guess what i want to know is it that fear of missing out thing can't doesn't the the rational part of your brain say to yourself who cares what they're doing or costa rica that's nice i'll go there someday anyways back to biology 12 or 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 is it do you suddenly say, oh, this person, oh, look at their beautiful skin and, they, and that nice dress they've got on. Man, she's dating somebody really hot. Or, I mean, do you find yourself go down that rabbit hole and your brain goes in those places? Be honest. Yeah. Yes. It's just okay. natural. Yeah. It goes okay. deeper and deeper. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more you think about it. Because okay. I think we initially start, oh, I just got a text. I'll right. check my phone. Right. Oh, my, I got an Instagram notification. I'll just check Instagram. And then you kind of just scroll down, liking photos. Then let's say you get... Uh, and onto account, an account, and then you're just kind of, oh, I haven't seen them for a while, let's say. You click on their account, now you're stalking their account. Now you're just kind of looking just at going. These are all and then, terms and then, I'm going to have to ask and about. Then, <laughs> and then you go from, oh, it's just a distraction, or just a little, I'll just check it, to, 
oh, what are they doing? Then to, I care. oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. why aren't I doing that? And then, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Oh, they look right. so happy and blah, blah, blah. But people really forget that no one's going to put their, well, the very, very, it's very rare to see the very worst yeah. on social media. No one's going to present themselves to other people badly. No one really wants, they want to put their best self yeah. out there. Because yeah. that's, that's, that, the that's their, their identity now. That's, that's what you first see usually of someone now is their profile on Instagram or their Facebook account. So <laughs> first impressions matter. So now the first impression is automatically online. Okay, so I'm just going to, I, I want to find out what you were going to say, but I, I want to just interject there really quickly and say, okay, so first impressions, I agree, do matter, but we're talking a one-dimensional format here. We're not talking, I'm not meeting you. I'm not sitting in a room with you, hearing you all talk, hearing you speak mm -hmm. to each other, watching your body language, actually absorbing you as people and realizing, wow, these are really special people. I'm looking at a picture and all of you that have, and I'm not saying this unkindly either, but all of you that have had your grad photos done know that they offer that little box in the corner that says retouch, that you can retouch parts of it that you don't like. And so that's not, I mean, I have an example of a friend who unfortunately went through severe, severe teenage acne and their, I knew this and I saw their grad photo up on their parents' wall and their skin was perfect, flawless, in fact, looked like porcelain. And I was thinking, that's not even the right color of their skin. And I said, wow, that, that's a weird picture of you. And they said, yeah, I talked to my mom about that. And the mom said, well, we didn't want to capture that time of, of their life. And I thought to myself, that's the mother saying that. What do you mean capture that? That was their life. Mm -hmm. That's who, that probably sh helped shape them yeah. as they went through that time. And that, for me, that was years ago, but I've never forgotten that. And I've just thought, yuck, on so many yeah. levels. So I feel like I get what you're saying, but at the same time, do you not ever just kind of shake your head and say, well, you've all taken pictures or been in a picture where you've thought, my goodness, do I look amazing. Look oh, at me. Oh, I am 100%. atrocious. I am. All the time. Well, come no, on. No. I know we like to pick ourselves apart, but there's got to be a picture where you look at and you, and you, maybe you even giggle and say, oh, that doesn't even look like me. Oh, I look so good. Yeah. And you think all those strange thoughts, but really it's just an extremely beautiful mm -hmm. photo. And I, I think that we can appreciate that. I'm so glad that moment was captured, but you know, you've got a plethora of moments. It doesn't make them ugly. Mm -hmm. In my personal opinion. Sorry, I'm talking you out of your own conversation. I just want to hear what you have to say. I'm shutting up now. You go ahead. I think, honestly, growing up with social media, it's we're getting used to the fact that there are so many people out there that are so focused about putting this image out that they're mm -hmm. perfect right. that we feel like we need to reciprocate that. Right. So you see this picture of this girl, and she has really long blonde hair, and she has perfect eyelashes and <laughs> perfect skin and whatnot. And then you look at that and you think, so that's the standard now? Right. Mm -hmm. So I have to live up to that now? Right. And then that's where the insecurity seeps in. Right. And that's when you start thinking about yourself and then you start picking at things that are mm -hmm. wrong with your face or wrong with whatever. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of just the fact that we live in a world now where there's so many expectations from society. I know that's yeah. the stupidest thing ever. And it's not, that. no, it's not because it, it's, it's, it's true. It's true. It is. Yeah. It, and does that, do you think then feed into stress? 
oh, and anxiety definitely. about those things you just mentioned. Yeah. Extremely. Um, I'm just going to say that um, like mental health, along with those social media, um, plays a big role. But um, recently, Instagram's made this change where you cannot view how many likes a photo has so i think a lot of people will suffer from um mental health issues because they are comparing their amount of likes to somebody else's yeah so likes are basically so when you look at something say, are, so, oh so i see okay you post a photo and let's say 100 people say wow so mm -hmm. they'll tap on it they don't even say anything they like. just like it there's not it's not they don't comment saying oh so they might not people. even really have looked no, at it. Just, no, I do. Yeah, and here's the thing. Okay. I do that all the time. I just scroll and like sometimes because I'm just, I'm you so numb. So you're not I'm even just, looking at it. No. Well, kind of, but not honestly, really. I'm just kind you of, don't, you don't, okay. Because I'm just so quickly. bored. It's a thing um, from not showing that number. It makes a difference. That makes a difference in people. Some people got yeah. mad about that too. And yeah. at first it was kind of, oh, why are we doing this? But I know that it's just, it, I think it's a better change. But yeah, I know that true. people, I know that comments on Instagram's actual Instagram page, yeah. there were a bunch of people just saying, bring us our likes back. We don't have likes. Don't change this. And it's just kind of... Because that boosts their self-confidence. Yeah. And, but it's also, it's also, yeah, you compare um, a selfie that you had to a selfie another girl had and you get, you get 300 likes, they get 500 likes. But you also do a thing where it's, where it's a selfie that you posted a week ago and a selfie you post today, one got 300 likes, one got 100 likes. So now you're saying, why Why is this, this photo so... so like do do not have as... doesn't has, have as many likes as my other one. What did so I do, do I wrong? Do I delete this photo right now? What does <laughs> yeah, this mean? Yeah. Why don't Why don't more people comment on my posts? Why, what am I... Wow. And then there's... When, when's the best time to post on a Wednesday yeah. night? When's the best time... <laughs> yeah. When's the, when's the best time to post there's, a video? When's, where, when is my audience when is my most audience active. most active oh my they goodness they if you put on if you business put on mode. a business mode or whatever and sometimes and that business mode has options of you can go company uh it goes Individual. a funny account um and it's uh and then you can go dancer singer just for fun Artist. and then you get personal blog personal blog and then you people have started doing the just for fun thing just to see their insights, which shows you how many people visited your page because of that post. How many people visited your page because of your Instagram story? Okay. How many people this followed you be because of this? When's your audience feature. there? Who is your audience? Where does your audience majority, where does the majority the of your audience live? What's the majority of your audience's age? Um, how many people are male? How many people are female? So just, I, and not to be too much of a, devil's advocate again but <laughs> it's called instagram does that not make anyone yeah. reflect just a wee bit instant instant so an instant is that fast yeah. <laughs> oh yeah okay. right so it's it to me that's kind of like a gross understatement as to how much ramification it's having and how much it really is in the world yes um those features are all meant to be business account mm -hmm. features yeah so. okay I think as somebody who has an actual business account, right. um, go oh yeah, <laughs> thanks for the plug. <laughs> um, um, I don't know if this justifies me worrying over my statistics more, right. but um, I genuinely do get worried when mm -hmm. there are different amounts of likes on my photos mm -hmm. and I have to worry about Instagram, it, you're 
What am I trying to say? Your work gets consumed really fast. People barely look at it. So you have to create something that people will look at right. and care about. Right. And like. So if my likes start to vary a lot, then I'll have to... Think Which about is really why. a crutch for an artist, honestly, because yeah. then I have to worry about why did that photo look better, and now I have to make more photos. That and look like I think that photo. you should probably um, clarify for us that when you're talking about photos, you're talking about photo- photographs you've taken yeah, as opposed to photographs of yourself. Actual photographer. Yes, right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, but but then another flip side of that, if I might just uh, troubleshoot a little bit, is is that if you were running a business in the old days before any of this existed. And you stuck out one of those fly. You, I don't even know if you guys know what these are, but flyers where you the write tab. a no, yeah, a phone <laughs> number, and then the tab. Yeah, yeah. And say you put one in a laundromat, you put one in, in a, a grocery mart, and you put one at a high school, and nothing got torn off at the high school, but one one got torn off at the grocery mart, and seventeen got torn you, you off. You put it more at the. You you would yeah. say, "Well, I gotta go to the laundromat." Yeah, so we mm. we you cater towards what yeah. your audience exactly. likes yeah. because at, at that point in time. You're measuring some people, well, I think all of us, subconsciously or consciously, measure your self-worth and what others think of you based on the likes and comments you get. Mm-hmm. So if if a selfie uh, gets more likes and comments than, uh, a, than a picture of a pool... <laughs> <laughs> then you're gonna put more selfies out there because you want nice that, comparison. You want that instant gratification from yeah. Instagram. Yeah. yeah, you want that instant gratification oh, from Instagram based on those photos and normal. And I've also heard that sometimes people are encouraged to like things mm-hmm. as though to make those things more what desirable popular liked right oh no yeah it's so strange and you know what's interesting because i look at that and i think that i have to admit if i were to look at that with no background knowledge i might say oh wow that's interesting there's a lot of little thumbs next to this heart little because i'm still learning all these symbols there's a bunch of thumbs here and then there's a bunch of uh hearts and this is referring to this particular thing now why was everyone so into that and then I just take a second and reflect and think, well, they probably weren't. Mm-hmm. They just are responding to yeah. something that has been encouraged. And sometimes there's a like for like thing. So if yeah. you post a photo, some people are going to like other people's photos so that that person can go to your account and, and like say, it. like you too. It's an exchange. Oh my so Comment goodness. for comment, like for like, follow, follow for follow. follow. So it, it's essentially... In the old days, we used to say, well, you look really pretty today. Yeah, you, you do too. too. Mm-hmm. And then you'd right away feel yucky because you think, mm-hmm. no, you... no, no, just let me, and just let me sincere. say my compliment. I don't yeah, want to hear not, your compliment. Yeah. It's not a we don't, sincere thing We don't need to all. have that back. Okay. Yes. So honestly, all of this stress or anxiety when it comes to social media, I'm going to use that as a general term, yep. it all stems from Instagram. Oh. Pretty much. Just think yeah, I mean, I don't really get it off Snapchat. I don't get it. No one gets it off Snapchat. Facebook, I never even go on. That's like ancient, <laughs> and I Facebook said like that's a big uh, thing. I'm on Facebook, so thanks for putting <laughs> no, no, me in no, the ancient no. category <laughs> with a like. Wow. Whoops. So, yeah, so when we talk about pretty much the social media, it, it's really Instagram is, is, Instagram a is, killer. is yeah. the killer. It's interesting because uh, I will share a little fact that uh, my husband has a business and because we are thinking about sometime in the future relocating and the it it's important that we don't have to go through this whole advertising process when we get to the new location and the location might be a bit remote so he's he was advised to start an instagram account i had no idea what this thing was i overheard the whole conversation while it was being set up 
And it has been a cause for great humor for us late at night after our daughter's gone to bed and we're basically getting ready. For, I'm doing some work. He's doing, he's usually watching TV or, or reading or vegging out onto his phone. And all of a sudden he'll say, hey, I have 2,000 something, something, something followers. And I'll say, what does that mean? He says, I don't know, but doesn't that sound good? <laughs> so then we all have a laugh. And then I say, 2,000 followers. So, well, who are they? He says, I have no idea. So then he starts, mm-hmm. I guess, scrolling through. And let's just say there's been a few followers that are very interesting, interesting. and mm-hmm. possibly dubious and very Bot much. accounts, fake accounts. Well, but also, but also. Well, and that's the whole, he doesn't know any of this. So mm-hmm. I said, well, the, the man that instigated this whole thing in the first place, I think maybe you should ask him to do some of this because mm-hmm. I don't want that particular follower that's happening to show up in female form to continue to stay on your oh, phone because yeah, some, some, that's disturbing me slightly. Some some <laughs> some very interesting, interesting photos, yeah. yes. Yeah. And then the flip side of that is is the on the ancient Facebook page, Sorry. which you were so kind to point out that only ancient <laughs> people meant. have. No, no. Yes, that's okay. So my ancient Facebook page uh, shows that I have over two thousand friends, which I do find entertaining because as much as I appreciate having 2,000 um, people that have decided to say hi or hey or yo dude um, <laughs> to me, I feel as though friends is a big term. And if I threw a party, would those 2,000 people come to my party? And if they did, that would frighten me because I wouldn't know what to do with 2,000 people in one room. And isn't that whole thing just absurd anyways? And can't we all smile? And I wouldn't call half of my friends on Facebook friends. friends. Yeah. yeah, just people I know of. It's interesting. Yeah. Or the, yeah. the friends followers, of a friend, the mutual friends thing. Friends just... of a friend. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm about to steer this conversation in a different direction. Okay, so let's. Really let's... Yeah. I, I don't mean to bring it back to um, dance like we talked about last time, but um, having to have your social media speak for you. Yes. As, um, or mm-hmm. present yourself yes. as a dancer or any type mm-hmm. of person. Yes. Um, that can be really challenging. Yes. Because you don't, I, for me, I have an open Instagram account, so anyone can look at my photos or whatever. And I find that really hard because I don't know how people are um, perceiving you. And yeah. Perceiving mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And so I find it really difficult when, you know, I'm looking at the number of followers and I'm going through it thinking I don't even know who these people are yeah yeah and so then you block them or you I don't know you get rid of them somehow <laughs> and you just so Vinny's you, invited over and some kneecaps just, are broken you don't you don't feel fulfilled anymore yeah yeah and I think that's just a really hard way because you you know that that your page is promoting you in a sense but it's also a very scary thing because you don't know who's looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Let's get back to that at some point. That self promotion thing, because yeah. that's. I feel like that's a any job. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole. And weird it's getting very emphasized a lot. I, I get told mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah, that be careful what you put on social media. Media, media, media. But also that, make sure you're using social media to present what yeah. you have, because then they go. Mm-hmm. These people often tell me that's one of the first things people check now. For yeah, jobs, yeah. your social media okay. account, so, and, they, and they and then they say they look at your followers, they look at the amount of likes, and they look at what you post. So, so be careful what you post, but so also make sure you I'm going to disagree. <laughs> I am going to dis, and I I know I'm a dinosaur, but I am going to disagree hugely because it really depends on what job you're yeah, going for. Yeah, and for sure. are you being interviewed by a 19 year old manager? Because yeah, full on mm-hmm. you've been googled or whatever that it's called. 
to look up that Stop. stuff. Stop. Um, Stop. Yeah. Okay, that. Uh, and yeah, they'll care about what your pictures are. How many followers? It, exactly. From a different perspective, I, I one of the reasons why I stayed off of Facebook, the ancient form, for so very... I'm not going to let that go. Uh, for so very, very long is because... I didn't want my, I didn't, I didn't want my relationship with my students that I saw and actually converse with. And I think have a very really real relationship with to be sullied by a bunch of pictures mm -hmm. that was them experiencing or experimenting or doing something that everyone needs to do. You shouldn't really take photos of it quite honestly. And if you do get photos taken of it, maybe don't make them quite so public but quite honestly, again, I'm not your parents, so if that's what you do, that's a crazy, I mean, crazy yeah, learning curve. They're in control of what they're putting. Right. You can't really So I think that when I got over the fact that I might see some things that were make me smile or giggle or, or possibly have privy information to be able to go up to someone and say, oh, I didn't realize you had a boyfriend or I didn't know that you had gone to this lake once or whatever. Um, I didn't know you skinny dipped in the middle of the night or whatever it might be. Uh, but I, I think it goes back to what you said. Be careful of what you put up. See, in the, before all of this, it used to be be careful of your first impression. So if you show up to a job interview unwashed, uh, unkempt, cranky, bloodshot eyes, schlepping around, saying like, 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 like every, you know, through, and being unable to string a sentence together, there's your first impression. Well, now it okay. shouldn't be based on, a, well, how many nice photos have they had? And followers, give me a break. But now I mean, that is the first that's impression. contrived. Yeah. Before you even get there, you don't have an opportunity mm -hmm. to. So I, I think that it, I'm just going to, I'm going to have much more faith in humanity and say that I think it depends on what. It definitely the market yeah, it does, but it's yeah. turning into yeah, yeah, that. It's shifting. Shifting for it, the worse or for the better? Well, into into looking on your social media right. account. Yeah, and sometimes people don't book jobs because that person, depending on what market it is, yeah. don't have enough followers, so they can't make... So they can't, what, they can't promote... It's not going to be big enough to it's, say, so-and-so showed yeah, up today yeah. and so-and-so's in our show. Or because don't have the brand... Right, they don't right, have the right. brand that they want. Right, right, right. They don't right. have the, the identity that they want. To so then you guys should all just go on So You Think You Can Dance. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's what I've been Let's saying. Let's go back to years. that again. Yes. Uh, sorry, just before we um, switch it. <laughs> before we digress. Um, I just wanted to say that like, there's been situations where you're you're forced to post certain things. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and they say that you have to post this and you have to post it at this time and you have, mm -hmm. it has to be this content. And then for all of us, you have to like this. You have to comment on this. So you're all Tonight, asked to comment on something yeah, that yeah, you're actually like being... It, okay. Because you have to be active on social media. I see. And it's, and if you're liking that post, that means your name is kind of affiliated with that. Right, but right, then, right. I think that takes away from the whole purpose of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, it sure does. That's what you want to post. Yeah. yeah. And then... It also takes away from authenticity, sincerity. That's not me. You're telling me I have to exactly, post that. You're me and I people think they know who you are based on your account when they have no idea who you, what you act like, what you sound like. This but should, people want to know. And this should be an interesting moment to say on certain websites. I am able to. I, that's the only time I can see Instagram because I don't have Instagram. I see some very um, positive pictures. So everything is about look what we did today mm -hmm. and there's a like we have spoken about in the past a pile of medals or trophies mm -hmm. or something and mm -hmm. i feel as though hmm okay anyways Nicole. 
please, we digress. <laughs> steer in whatever direction you would like to steer. Um, so apart from social media and social pressure, mm-hmm. um, as I have been in a very intense academic program for the last mm-hmm. four years, um, I've mostly dealt with academic stress mm-hmm. and not just from parents, administrators, teachers, but um, fellow Academia. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's not quite social media bragging, although it is very trendy now to post your university on oh, Facebook and yeah. where you got accepted. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, yes. But it's real life in-person bragging. Right. Right. <laughs> the, the best kind. So, yeah, you people School? like to drop their test mm-hmm. marks, like oh. to drop... All that kind Some of teachers stuff. do it too. Mm-hmm. They drop. Parents are bad. Yeah. Parents we got are rankings bad. Yeah. in grade nine. We they ranked our tests, so you know who got the yeah. highest mark. Yeah, we had a which academic sure stress allowed, is completely but... different from social media stress. In my yeah. opinion, they use remember. I, I don't know when this came around. This I think oh. this is a little bit before your time, but they had bumper stickers. My child oh, attends, yeah. no, or I my child got into, <laughs> or my child yeah. was accepted, so or my child's. Mm-hmm you know, valedictorian of so-and-so. Yeah. And Before I just think... my parents tell people where I'm actually going, they'll tell them where I got accepted to. Right, because that's more acceptable, yep. mm-hmm. right? Right. Well, that's a... So just just to address that, I think that... Because uh, I think it's important for want-to-be parents, would-be mm-hmm. parents, or current parents to understand that we as adults and more hopefully fully evolved human beings have a a whole background of agendas, have a whole background of history, have a whole background of baggage that we carry around. And I think sometimes comments are said thoughtlessly and possibly I'm even going to say unkindly in a moment of stress that the parent is feeling that they're that have they actually fulfilled their duties as a parent, which maybe to them means my kid's got to get into the best universities or my child has to have a dance career immediately after high school or uh, I want my child married by 22 and two kids by 35 or whatever. I feel as though, I feel as though I really want to address all the parents out there to understand that we're trying to raise human beings and that we are here as guides and we are here as delineators we say okay well this this is not a great direction to go in and it would be probably better for you if you thought about things this way but how do you feel about that so that so we're we're in essence we're we're sitting in front of you we're trying to establish trust we're trying to establish honesty so that you can say wow today I had this and this choice and I I was really steering towards choice b which maybe would be perceived as horrendous and choice a was not as desirable what do you think so it's not our job to say, well, I can't believe you even thought of choice B. I mean, that's disgusting. And I, w- I would never have done that. Yeah, because I... half the time when I hear parents say that, I think, wait a second. It's a well-known psychological concept. In fact, it's in Psych 100. that we say comments that we actually have mir- we're mirroring. So if I say, I would never have done that. Mm, yes, I would have. Maybe I actually grappled with that exact same concept some time ago and now I'm being greeted with it in generation two and I'm suddenly shocked that here it comes back again so why not make myself sound like the paragon of virtue and say I can't believe you even went in that direction which 
my experience in teaching so many teenagers over so many years is, is that the best way to empower all of you is to make you understand the way you tick. Mm-hmm. Not the way your parents tick, not the way someone wants you to tick, not the way your teachers tick. It's really about you. And it means that as an adult, and I've even been in that position as a teacher where it's actually, it's hard because sometimes you're listening to someone say, well, I think I want to, some of us even had that conversation earlier on where you were discussing to me possible outcomes coming up next that have nothing to do with dance. And a little part of my heart screams and says, no, don't give it up. You can't give it up. I've watched you dance for so many, but that's my heart. So I can, I can say, wow, I'm surprised that you're thinking about that. I'm sad that you're thinking about that, but that's me. And whatever your decision you're making, I hope you're making it based on exactly what's going to make you happy. So I might throw in some little zingers for you to think about, well, you know, when you go to bed at night and you haven't danced for three weeks, will you be happy about that? (laughs) Will you think, huh, I'm really glad that I don't have dance in my life? Or will you think I miss this? And will you then, will you be okay pursuing it on a more recreational basis or a more part-time basis or a you know, an off-the-cuff basis. And I, I might do that, and I'm not doing that right now to be manip- manipulative. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's what I think would be important for you to just hear an adult that I hope that you trust just give you some possible other thoughts. Mm-hmm. But then again, you're still going to make your own, I hope you're going to make your own decisions, and you're going to be happy with them. And then we're going to visit each other in a year, and you're going to say, this is what I did all year, and I'm going to say, <laughs> that's amazing. And then we're going to talk about it. That's That's really, and I really get sad uh actually very sad when i hear parents striving so hard to achieve something for their young person that they're not achieving the greatest thing which is that their young person needs to be themselves i think that um a lot of people tend to live through their kids and give their kids experiences that they never yeah got as a kid that the line we are what's the line um Oh, I wasn't fortunate to have this as a kid. Or, yes, yeah. Um, I'm trying to give you all the advantages yeah, I never things had. Things I didn't get yes. when I was a kid. Yes. Um, and I see that in a lot of dance moms per yeah. se. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, and I, oh, no, there was something else I was going to say, and it just completely left my mind. Is it about parents? It's and... about parents living living through their. Oh, when they say things um, such as. We're gonna audition for this. Oh, that drives me nuts. <laughs> but we we want to do this. We it's a we, not a my. We're child. winners in this family. Yeah, uh, we won. We we're got first. we're coming to rehearsal tomorrow, and yeah. I would, I oh, yeah. I would say, oh, you have point shoes too. We're practicing our solo tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Yes. <laughs> me and somebody were talking with um, somebody else. Yeah. And this person. Um, was in a really sticky situation Mm -hmm. because she had this vision of what she wanted to do in the future, but she was kind of ashamed of it. Oh. um, In terms of she didn't know how to express it to her family and have them think that it was a silly vision to have. Right. And... It's just really, honestly, heartbreaking when you have a vision and Mm -hmm. you can't express it in a safe... Share it with the people closest to you that are supposed to love you unconditionally and offer that safety. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. And I I wonder, because I always like to give everyone a full humanistic approach, 
I wonder if the parents that aren't providing that safe environment, what is it that's spurring them to be so concerned about what it looks like from the outside? Is it something that they feel like they have failed? Because I, I can say, I can attest to one, this is a little bit off topic, but still the same topic, a simple one such as a parent with a cranky, cranky child in a supermarket, something goes wrong, temper tantrum ensues, parents go, shh, shh, they don't want people looking, shh. That was the least of my concerns. If that happened with my child, and it did once, she had a full-on explosion meltdown my thought was, okay, we need to we need to get out of here because she clearly is unable mm-hmm. to deal with whatever's going on in her body right now, whatever's going on in her mind, whatever's going on in the store. And she manifested it in, I want. But I said, you know what? I totally understand. Let's go outside for a bit. So I did the big no-no. I left my cart full of groceries and, <sighs> and just went out outside. And it was the most amazing. It took about I would say 15 minutes, she was really far gone, 15 minutes of just calm talk and hugs and trying to get her to sort of walk through her little maelstrom and just what's on the other side. And then she said, thanks. Okay, let's go finish the groceries. (laughs) I just remember thinking, I I was just flying by the seat of my pants. I just knew that I wasn't going to worry about what it looked like from the outside. I was very concerned about how she was feeling. And I, I think about, I had someone come back in and just say very sort of snarkily to me, oh, I thought you were just going to leave your groceries for us to put away. And I said, no, I was actually attending to my child who was really upset. Oh, oh. And I thought, oh, so there's a judgment right there. And that's okay because I don't care. I really don't care. That's of no concern to me. And the little part of me kind of wanted to go get a new cart, leave that cart that I'd already filled up (laughs) for them to put away and then fill another one. But I didn't because that's not nice. Anyways. Um, Not really the same topic but in that same situation parents that um just let their kid cry mm-hmm. and they act like it's not there mm-hmm. and i don't know people have different ways of parenting mm-hmm. i just don't know if that's really the best thing you can do for your child in that moment mm-hmm. is to i mean it's good to let kids um get over it themselves because mm-hmm. it's a life lesson you to learn but not attending to them in any way i don't Well, just put it, put it in adult, adult terms. Say you were saying to me, I really am having the hardest day of my life. And I really, I really don't know why. And I'm just feeling very emotional and like, and I completely ignored you. Mm -hmm. In my estimation, that's what I've always thought of as a child's cry. They don't have the same tools. They're not as articulate. They don't have the vocabulary, the words. Sometimes they cannot even put a finger on it, but that's kind of what it is Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And when they're ignored, to me, that just sets a precedent. So later on, why would you go approach that person with any sort of sensitive topic that was hurting you? And my goodness, there's going to be a plethora of them once the hormones hit. So, yeah. Yeah. I interrupted you. Sorry. What were you saying? Oh, I just said... About the crying. Um, I just don't think... It's a. It's not a good approach for parents to shut down what the kids are feeling. Because mm-hmm. then you're... I mean, it's a very common thing in society to just kind of push it down mm-hmm. and just kind of leave it. But then you're already teaching your kid that that's what is the good what, thing to do with you your emotions. Yeah. The minute yeah. you feel something, yeah, that is negative, mm-hmm. you can't you can't express it. Yeah. Don't just just shut up. And yeah. Just yeah. Just go. Put on just, a pretty face and yeah, let's and let's, let's make this work. Let's not yeah. let's not make a scene. Never yeah. make a scene. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Right, and it's just not good for the kid. Um, I just wanted to kind of go back to the career aspect with the parenting thing. So I was fortunate enough to be born into a family where my mom is really caring about me and she is really understanding with anything that I talk to her about and she understands that not everything is going to go perfectly and that's okay. But on the flip side of that... My dad, on the other hand, is very traditional mm-hmm. and very, um, what's the word? Um, Conventional? Yeah, very one mindset. And okay. it has to be the way that it has to be. Mm-hmm. So when I went to my aunt's house a couple weekends ago, and I wanted to tell him what my plans for after high school were, he immediately asked me, I think about 10 minutes after I got in the door, which was kind of, I wasn't expecting that because I would think he would have asked me how my grad went, mm-hmm. how finale went, and all these other questions that would have been more important than what are you going to be doing after high school? Right. And then the question came across and I was freaking out because yeah. I didn't necessarily want to tell him that I wanted to dance and that I was still deciding whether I was going to go to school or dance. Yeah. So I, I told him, I'm still thinking about it, but I want to do a program downtown or I'm going to do school in New West. Yeah. And complete change of topic. Right. Right. That wasn't what wanted to be heard. And I kind of just took a step back for a second and I, I even forgot what he was saying after that. I just kind of went, wow, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wish you didn't even say anything yeah exactly because mm-hmm. I already knew that it was going to be difficult in the first place and that maybe even thinking that he would change his mind about it was kind of a leap of faith mm-hmm. but who knows so does that make you more desirous of trying to pursue his approval or does that make you more desirous of just going your own path and possibly curtailing a relationship to be honest it kind of turned me away from dancing for a second yeah because it kind of made me doubt myself and my capabilities and how it's not a very great chance of people being successful in the dance world it's just a fact Mm -hmm. but before that conversation even happened, I had this really good mindset and maybe I could do something with this. Maybe I could be a choreographer. Maybe I could be a teacher or something like that. Mm -hmm. But then after that conversation came across, it just left my mind. And I thought to myself that maybe it would be better to go to school because that's what my parents want me to do. Right. So I'm just going to say a little thing right here, and that's something to think about anybody that's listening that's a parent. Because do you actually want to send a young adult out into the world doing what you want them to do? Because let's think about what that means. That means that you're not creating a young adult to be a young adult and another amazing person on the planet and someone that you can love and be interested in and be close to but you're creating someone in your image that is not happy mm-hmm. and not fulfilled and not content and somewhere along the line is going to be resentful I think that that would be a good thing to muse upon because uh yeah that's hard hard to express thanks for sharing that that's a 
That's and I think that that's not a isolated case. I think unfortunately a lot of people, and a lot of a, young, a lot of young people do it from a place of love, and they do it from a well, I, I know I don't want to let my parents down. And a lot of parents do it from a place of love too. They yeah. want they a lot of times when you say, oh, I want to go into the arts. Yeah. I want to be a dancer. I want to yeah go into music. The parents don't think say, are you sure that's a good idea? I think you shouldn't, I think you should go be a nurse or blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Because they don't want their kid to fail or to mm-hmm. get rejected mm-hmm. and they just want to provide the best options for their kids. But mm-hmm. they don't know that them supporting them is the best thing that they could Absolutely do. Absolutely the best option, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that one of the things that, I talked about this a couple of episodes ago because I was talking about choices and I was talking about having conversations with my dad, my own dad, that were not particularly, I won't call them cozy, because he hated what the dance world did to me. He hated seeing me not be as confident as I was in everything else. He hated seeing me be told by people that he had no respect for that I wasn't good enough. He hated seeing me hate my body. He hated seeing just about everything to do with it. He hated seeing, he had this one, this is sort of comedic, so this will just give us a little lull a little break (laughs) is that um he's an amazing swimmer has a huge set of lungs i couldn't stay afloat and his his theory was was because i was trying so well i won't use all the real words he used because they're quite dirty but um (laughs) i'll do a a pg rating one he said you're trying so damn hard to be so small and skinny and ridiculous that you can't stay afloat (laughs) and i thought to myself i actually am you know when you hold everything in one place because you think it looks better like that yeah (laughs) yeah so the long and short of that conversation was i remember one day because i we didn't have the type of relationship where i could talk back so to speak or have that kind of doubt it was a little bit more of the authoritarian Mm -hmm. old-fashioned traditional one and i just ended up saying what would you want me to be because it was, I was angry and I thought, yeah. well, let's push this. Okay. So what would you want me to be? Yeah. I don't know. I just want you to be happy. And I thought, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, I was so glad he said that because he talked himself out of his own anger. Cause I just, he was angry at seeing me be mistreated by something that I was in love with. And that was the dance world. And so he, I pushed him just by accident really to say, I just want you to be happy. And I said, okay, well then please let me do what I need to do. And I promise I will look after myself. I promise that I will be able to sustain myself and look, you know, provide a living. That was the thing I had to prove. I said, I can always teach, you know, and I can, I can always, I can, I will never be on the streets. Please don't worry about that. And that was, it was a, it was a bit of a watershed moment for the two of us. And I, I hope that maybe you can find that yourself because sometimes it's just pushing the adult to realize what are you actually saying? Because what's coming out of your mouth, just like with kids, I don't know if you ever have those moments. Well, in my relationships, both with my daughter and my husband, sometimes I just have to say, okay, stop. What are you actually trying mm-hmm. to say? Yeah. Because all I'm hearing is blah, 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 you know, just yeah. horrible stuff or yelling or swearing or freaking out. I can't hear what's going on. You just have to take a break. Let's just breathe and, for a sec. Just... And sometimes parents need to do that too and realize you're oh, yeah. freaked out. You've, your child's graduated. Maybe it's your only child or your oldest child. And you're thinking, what are they going to do next? And yeah, there are some people out there that are avaricious and manipulative enough that they want it to look good on them. But I think let's err on the side of loveliness and say that most parents just are worried. Are you going to be okay? Mm-hmm. Will you have a job? Can you feed yourself? Are you living with me for the rest of your life? And it gets, and, and it gets misinterpreted. 
yeah. from the kid and from the Both. adult. Because when the parent freaks out on the kid about their life choices and yeah. blah, 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 the kid views it as they, they, they're they mad at me, yeah. they, they don't like me, they yes. don't like who I am. And it's either, then they either get sad and, and very self-conscious about what they're doing wrong or they get mad at the parent. Yeah. And then in that situation, if you're mad at your parent, then you're never going to see each other's point of view because no. all you're doing is butting heads because you refuse to change how you phrase it and the kid refuses to change how they view what the parent is saying. Yeah, so, so it's, it's a rebellion it's, against yeah. the actual relationship, which mm -hmm. is what no one wants in the first place. Yeah, I think that um, I think that being a teenager is really difficult because the emotions are so incredibly heightened mm -hmm. and the life choices are kind of all slammed in this tightly concentrated yeah. the time first period. of your 18 years of your life is building up to choosing your career. Which yeah. is just ridiculous. And, and when learning comes down to things it. to choose your career. Yeah. 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 And then the, the expectation is, well, you've got to make the right choice right away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't fail at this. Yeah. And I, I don't, I know I'm speaking from a perspective far in the future, but Oftentimes when I hear adults say that, I feel, I feel like saying, I'm sorry, did you make perfect choices? Oh, and especially when you're looking at someone who, let's bring up some just obvious ones, has had more than one career, is divorced, has moved a whole bunch of times. Clearly there were some choices that you had some problems mm -hmm. with. So this is what we do is we learn from them and we grow. And hopefully we do it with support and love of those closest to us, not condemnation and, and judgment, because it's not going to help us go anywhere. Because we all make mistakes, yeah. all of us, and they're just different shapes and colors and sizes and and in different arenas. And yeah, I I know it sounds very cheeky, but sometimes I just want to go up and poke an adult and say, yeah. "Are you perfect?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let your kid make their yeah. mistakes because that's the best le lesson sometimes. Yeah, as long as it's not deadly, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, and it's really funny you say that because my mom, she didn't drop out of high school but she graduated early to go straight to college right she switched careers three times yeah. and now she's becoming an interior designer because that's her deepest passion, passion that she right. finds is the thing that she wants to do for the rest of her life yeah which is great yeah but i feel as though those things that have happened to her and how many times she's changed her mind yeah. is why she's so understanding of what i'm right. going through right and my dad on the other side He's been a biologist for, I don't even know, probably all of my lifetime at least. Right. So I feel like it's just all about their experiences and how they grew up and how their parents taught them that it was okay to be whatever you wanted to be, you know, because that's what they're going to be sticking with and that's what they're going to pass on to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And, and I think that's a wonderful thing to say because I think what you're saying in another way is that this is my experience please support me in this experience mm -hmm. share with me yours by all means but please don't place the burden of whatever your experiences were upon my shoulders because mm -hmm. yeah this is this is my I hate to say it but this is my time I feel like we life. should break into a song <laughs> <laughs> anyone know some words that we can go with that there is a song called that is there not it's this is my our time. Life. Oh, I thought I was going oh. for a song. <laughs> <laughs> We're not singing the same thing. Okay, we? no, no. Well, I uh, I think that as we have found many times in the past in our discussions with each other, we could literally talk all night. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 There and and it's so wonderful. I love how you all 
share your perspectives and viewpoints and and they're cooperative and yet they are different mm. and they come from all the different walks of lives and experience that you've had and I so appreciate you you know opening up and and sharing and talking about them in Sarah's space mm. it's been lovely it's a great space. I need to actually <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna actually say this right now because I didn't say it the first time we spoke to everyone that's listening the reason why I have invited this particular group of young women to speak with me at this point in time is because they're actually the inspiration as to why Sarah Space exists. <laughs> Seriously. It was, oh, it was be called it Sarah Speaks. It was yeah. Sarah Speaks. It was a conversation we had I one day in which you was... all said, you need to have a talk Log- show. Log- and I said, Log- no! Because <laughs> we wanted you to write a book Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, now we've, now said, we've, we've narrowed it down. Now we're we here. Yeah. Podcast. And now we're here. Called Sarah Speaks. And yeah. Like no, it, sounded, it <laughs> sounded a little bit dictatorial. <laughs> Sarah Speaks, you will all listen. Uh, so thank you for that. And um, thank you all for coming again and talking and sharing and laughing <laughs> and getting really hot. It's very oh, hot oh. in this room. So we are going to say good evening and thank you again. And I hope we shall meet again in the near future. Bye. Bye. <laughs>